you can you can slay strange regardless of what your body type is. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you haven't yet, take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows that the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Classic Horrors Club, who most recently dove into the Mimverse and took a couple of uh, Christopher Mim movies. They took a look at those. Um... I think the two specifically were Attack of the Moon Zombies and House of Giants, which is a lot of fun. Classics. Uh, for now, yeah. For now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sitting right is Jake. Gadzooks! <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who frequently finds himself embroiled in battles of wits with cats. It's Mark. What is up? For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, except this week. Uh, because this week we watched a number of cartoons from the 40s. Those because cartoons it was a Jack include. Week. It was it was a Jack week. That's why it's fun. <laughs> those cartoons include Donald versus the Gorilla, Donald's Lucky Day, and Duck Pimples. And then those are all the Donald Duck ones. And finally, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the animated one from the 40s. So we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Special occasion, four horror movies. I have an Imperial Pumpkin Porter made by Epic Brewing, and I'm drinking it out of my Snowbird Oktoberfest glass. It's a Stein. It's great. So October is your only thing. We're talking about four different movies. You want me to encapsulate all of them in the perfect beer choice? What do you got? Uh, I encapsulated three of them. Sort of. Uh, and actually all four. Porter. Nope, fuck it. All four. I'm drinking a Goose IPA. Goose Island IPA. Uh, they're Goose IPA. The Donald Duck is almost a goose. There's nope. some geese in... There's at least one goose in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Not true. Uh, for like a half a frame. So this geese terrible. are very prevalent terrible. in all these movies. And I... What are you fucking talking about? Mine's goddamn perfect. No. At full least there's a pumpkin in the in in the Ichabod Crane one. <laughs> yeah, full full disclosure. I was uh, I was walking to uh, the gas station to pick this up um, on earlier today, and I walked by a buddy of mine who happens to listen to the podcast who was sitting outside having a beer at a bar down there, and uh, he was like, "Oh shit! So what'd you get for the podcast this week?" And I told him what I got and what movies we watched, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna lose. This is bad." <laughs> yeah, you lost. He's right. <laughs> yeah, he's correct. It is bad. That fella so- sure is smart and handsome. <laughs> Can Jake, we replace you with him? Ask him. Uh, <laughs> no, because then he'll say We yeah. can ask him. He listens to the podcast. Hey, hey open <laughs> note. You know who you are. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? I am drinking... Uh, it's, it is October. I am drinking a pumpkin beer as well. This is Shipyard's Pumpkin Head, which makes a hell of a lot of sense if you're thinking Legend of Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman. And if you two who can actually see this beer, look at it. Hey, that is that. modeled after That's the uh, the headless horseman in Legend yeah. of Sleepy Hollow. So winner, winner. Look, I can't. Y- you definitely beat Mark, and I'm told you beat me, but I disagree. <laughs> that y- judge rules. Yeah, you beat Jack. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but drinking beers isn't all we've done over the course of the last week. Probably, um, we've yeah, also like- had some other stuff rocking our horror worlds. Uh, so, Mark, what else has been rocking your horror world other than these cartoon shorts and some beer? I have a few, and as a little bit of a call ahead, I got one. I want you to come back to me at the very end because I got 
uh, a very special guest that I want to talk about before we launch into the, the proper. But uh, I have first off, I Sounds watched like a, a ghost thing. story. Uh, are you guys familiar with what I'm talking about thing? here? A ghost story, the not horror movie. It's horror adjacent, and actually, notably, Jake, you're going to be happy barely. I brought this up because this is the Wait, movie is that spawned. It's Jesus Christ! If you would stop interrupting me, I'd get there faster. <laughs> This is the movie that spawned the article that coined the term post-horror. So, Fantasy Point, fantasy I guess. Fantasy Points! Wow. Um, holy shit, this is a stupid fucking movie. What a... Oh, <laughs> my God, it's bad. Lay it on. Tell okay. me why. Tell if me why. you are unfamiliar, Casey Affleck and... Um, God, I'm blanking on her name. Rooney Mara are a couple. Oh, that's Casey, this one. Okay. Casey Affleck dies, and then he's a ghost... They don't they don't jazz up the ghost effects at all. He's just wearing a sheet and it's like kind of I mean, I actually kind of like that stylistic choice. I think choice. that is jazzing the ghost up. That's fucking awesome. That ghost design is actually great. It is a stylistic <laughs> and minimalistic choice. And actually that is the one thing about this movie that and works. It's symbolic. It's not a symbol. Oh my god. This is a movie that someone would make if they wow, were minoring in film and they had to do like a senior thesis project for their minor in film. It's intentionally it's like it's it's not even art for art's sake because it's not artsy it's just like <laughs> filmy for film's sake mark coming sense? down hard there's no there's no freaking there's a scene that is no joke five minutes long that is just rooney mara eating pie on the ground no dialogue nothing happens she just eats pie that's it five minutes so does she eat like the whole pie that's a long time to be eating it's pie. it's a lot of the pie she eats a substantial how amount many of takes pie. do you think they did this in how many pies did she have to eat so, got to get to the bottom of this mark that's one of the interesting things about this i guess they do a lot of long takes i feel like they watched birdman or whatever and saw like oh dude people like long takes let's make a movie about long takes but then they realize that those are really fucking hard so all of the super long takes are just people doing super simplistic things like eating pie or dragging a box out to the curb or standing still. <laughs> this movie nice. is impossibly boring. We don't normally get into ratings on this. I gave it 1.05 motionless long takes. I'm giving it 120th of a point because the ghosts look kind of cool. Don't see this Jesus. movie. Keep this movie in your back pocket for when someone Wait. loses a bet and you have to make them watch a movie. <laughs> Holy God shit. Damn. Uh, do not recommend. Uh, also, it's fun to read through the Metacritic like reviews of this because it's evenly split of people like, oh, they have such intelligent shit to say and it's like so deep and meaningful. And then everyone else being like, this is a retarded movie. Don't watch Isn't it. Isn't it this supposed to be about like the weight of the cosmic never ending hereafter? I don't know what you're trying to say, little kid. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're trying to exactly. talk about like weight, like loss and being able to let go of things. Maybe that's uh, why you didn't get it, Mark. You just there is. Ready. Oh my god! Get at one point, accept. there is a guy in overalls who delivers a a whole monologue that's probably about two to three minutes long about nihilism, <laughs> and that is <laughs> one of the longest bits of like vocal acting in this entire movie. Is that one guy talking for two minutes in overalls about nihilism? Just about what it is. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, I mean, he actually doesn't even talk about nihil. It's just a nihilistic rant. He's talking about, like, oh. the whole thing is just about how you, we're all going to die, and even if you don't die, the world's going to explode, and even if the world hey, Mark, doesn't explode, then eventually it, the universe will collapse in on itself, and we'll all be dust. It fucking worked for, it worked for True Detective. Why wouldn't it work here? Well, it didn't, so I don't know. We can all watch it and weigh in if you would like. 
<laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, good call. I, I watch horror movies for this website. I It's post-horror. <laughs> I gave you a fantasy point. I don't know why you're not grateful. I'm, no, I'm appreciative. You really took one for the team there. You're definitely not appreciative. I'm going to move on to the next one, which is The Circle. Another, oh, that's shit. That's not a horror movie either, is it? It's horror adjacent. Tom Hanks? Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Emma yes, Watson. I mean- we reviewed this in HRR, so I figured that you would be amenable to me talking about it in our in cutting room. Was it horror-ish? It is horror-ish. I don't know. Is is social horror a thing? Like social no. commentary horror? Nope. No? Okay. Well, nope. it should be. I don't even know what you're saying. I, I think Horror is social commentary anyway. Yeah, I, this yeah. is a different type of that. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing about this movie. It doesn't scare you. You're not going to be scared at all. What it does is just profoundly make you uncomfortable. Uh, I'm already not one for social media. You guys do the social media shit for the website. I try and stay the hell away from that stuff. And this movie is basically one long diatribe on why social media and Facebook are evil and terrifying. Mark, you're the only one of us that understands Reddit, even at all. I'm terrified of Reddit. Uh, Reddit's a little bit different. That's an aggregator. It's not social media. In any case. That is a- oh, my God. <laughs> totally different things, <laughs> Same dude. goddamn thing. <laughs> Trying to act above it. This is a... Uh, I don't really... I, it's a well-made movie, but I really struggle to recommend it just because I'm not really sure why you would watch it. Like, it, it doesn't make you feel good. The acting isn't stupendous. It, actually, the acting is, is really quite disappointing when you consider the cast. It's, it's averagely acting with a great Hanks. cast. What? It's Tom fucking Hanks. How can it be average acting? Well, and that's that's the point. Is like it's decent to good acting with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks and uh, Patton Oswalt in it. Oh, they're shit. they're you know well spoken good actors, and the performances they turn in here, I think, are strained by the stuff they're talking about and kind of the the conceit of the movie. And it's just a little bit hard to watch because you expect more from them. So ultimately. It's not a bad movie, uh, but it does like just make you super uncomfortable, and I'm not really sure. Like, it's not fun at all. The fun factor is a zero on this thing. Jesus. So I don't really. I'm like, I gave it a five. I I, I don't. I guess I give it like a moderate <laughs> recommend, but like, what you said doesn't really jive with a five to me. Yeah, I might have gone a little bit high on it. It like. It's a decent movie. Bill Paxton's in it, uh, so you can say goodbye <laughs> to that guy in style. R.I.P. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's not bad, but I'm get, I'm struggling to come up with reasons to actually recommend you take your time and go out and see it. If it's like, if it shows up free on Amazon or Netflix or something, give it a watch. How I guess that's what it? I'm saying. Oh wait, no, I know. You got it in the mail on a Blu-ray. Yep, that's exactly what happened. God, Blu-ray all the way. <laughs> I got one left. I'm going to save it for the very last bit. It's a surprise. Who's next? A special guest. I'm confused about this. All right. Well, I'll go. I got a couple of things uh, this week. Um, The first one, Mark, you were here for this too. The Idaho Horror Film Festival just happened. We were both there. It was the fucking tits. Um, Awesome. We put out a couple of special episodes about it. Listen to those, so I won't belabor that here. Uh, Next couple of things. I posted this in the group chat earlier today. This is a commercial for Halo Top ice cream. Uh, I... It actually has aired in movie theaters, I understand. Like, it's airing before screenings of It and other horror movies and Happy Death Day. (laughs) And it's like a minute and a half long. 
And this is one of the more horrifying commercials I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it or not. Where does it stack um, against the PlayStation 2 commercial where the baby is in the corner of the white room and then its head explodes and it just says PlayStation 2? I think this is much more horrifying. Okay. And less Bold. on the, like, random for random sake. This movie is a <laughs> an elderly woman who's who's in a medical gown in a sterile white lab room. And she, she you know, she looks kind of depressed or what's going on she's hanging her head and then a robot comes in and it's playing like happy jaunty music but with creepy lyrics and it's it's the robot keeps trying to feed her ice cream and eventually she just keeps going like oh it's it's good and then after it keeps just trying to feed her ice cream what's going on how long have i been here where's steven and the robot just keeps shove humans require ice cream and then it just ends and it's really <laughs> weird and creepy <laughs> You know what that needs is a is a two or three minute long monologue about nihilism from a guy in uh, <laughs> from a guy in overalls. Actually, it, it doesn't just end. It ends with the robot saying, "Everything you know and love is dead," and then giving her more ice cream. <laughs> there is so, only Mark, ice cream. There is only ice cream. Yeah, it's a weird commercial, but I'm so happy it exists. Um, so that's I've been watching the shit out of that commercial ever since I became aware of its existence. Just on repeat. Pretty much, man. It gets better on repeated viewings, I can tell you that. That advertisement is now his existence. (laughs) How likely are you to now eat that ice cream? Uh, It's like some kind of low-fat nonsense, which I am not into, so... Oh, that's disappointing. It's like basically fancy yogurt? I think so. I'm not clear. They don't do a good job showcasing the product. It doesn't look look good. (laughs) Ice cream is not made to be healthy, so whenever you start talking about like the health benefits or how much healthier certain ice cream is than other ice creams i'm out i tune out yeah no to their credit they don't do none of that shit it was me i was going to buy it i came home and i told my lovely wife look at this fucking commercial let's go buy this other ads and their all their marketing is about how it's whatever yeah she she informed me that no this is you don't want this this is healthy ice cream and she's right i don't healthy ish still terrible so that's one thing the other thing is uh mark i lost a bet to you correct oh um, during the ad, this was off air. This was an in real life bet. Mark, would you care to describe the bet that I lost to you? Yeah, absolutely. In our efforts to watch, uh, the Ichabod Crane, uh, Sleepy Hollow cartoon, which is only on daily motion. We were looking on your TV for how to figure it out. And we made a wager as to whether or not there was a daily motion Roku app because we're idiots. And that's the type of shit we bet on. <laughs> Yeah, very worthwhile bet. Some hard-hitting shit. Turns out, there is not a Roku Daily Motion app that is available to Jack's television. You really fucked me on this, Roku. I trusted you, and goddammit. What's funny is I would actually kind of bet that there is one now, but your your Roku is so (laughs) shitty that, like, it's so out of date that it can't find it. (laughs) Well, I can't, like, upgrade. I don't have a Roku. I have a Roku TV, so it's built into the thing. So I can't, like, just get a new one. Just plug a USB into it. Like, download a hoagie from the internet. (laughs) Anyway, Mark, uh, what did you decide for me to watch? I demanded that you watch Boo, A Medea Halloween. Yes, you did. And? Uh, And I watched this film. I gotta tell you, I was very pleasantly surprised. Good! (laughs) Um, I'm happy I kind of went in with a little bit of a bad attitude, but you know what? It was it was a ton of fun. Tyler Perry, I I expected him. I expected him to be like Eddie Murphy in the Clumps, where he played like every character. He played three or four characters, but certainly not every character. And the funny parts are fucking funny, man. It's kind of lowbrow humor, but it's fucking funny. And then 
the emotional parts didn't resonate with me as much. It's like a how, trying to be a blend. Jack, stop. How many times yeah. did you cry? I didn't cry at all. Oh, wow. I know. Not I know. Movie then. Uh, it was too funny for me to cry. I was too happy. Did you cry when you found out that the ice cream was healthy? <laughs> yes. Haven't stopped crying about that. Shed, shed but, a single tear. Um, Just really pleasantly surprised by this film. Uh, if you're looking for a a dumb, funny, horror adjacent movie to to flip on while you while you get real drunk, this is a, this is a this is a one. This is one of that. How, how would it stack up against, say, like Scary Movie that franchise? It, it's a different thing because it's less. I mean, it's it's trying to be less clever about it and less tongue in cheek about shit and less pretentious, honestly. And it succeeds in all those ways. Um, it's more middle of the road and more obvious and it's shit, but it's still funny. So it's a different thing. Gotcha. You, you don't need to pay as much attention to this as you do to your scary movies of the world. or squares. Wow, you don't need to pay attention at all to scary movie. I, I, I misspoke. I did not mean scary movie. <laughs> oh, I, oh I, I gotcha. <laughs> um, this was, I think, honestly funnier. I, it's been a while since I've seen the first scary movie, which I remember liking better than any of the other unwatchable ones. Definitely watch this over any other scary movie. I'll reserve judgment on this versus the first scary movie, but I'm inclined to say this. So, boo, I'm a day of Halloween. I might be watching the second one. Nice. <laughs> Tune in next <laughs> wow. week, listener. Jake, how about yourself? What's been rocking your horror world? Yeah, well, I was not at the Idaho Horror Film Festival like boo. you guys. So, nope. on Friday the 13th, I had to try to figure out what to do with myself to make myself feel a little bit better about the fact that I was not there watching horror movies. Um, A certain movie that is related to Friday the 13th, but not an actual Friday the 13th film came out on Friday the 13th. It is called Never Hike Alone. Okay. Uh, it's available on YouTube. Pithy. Fan film. Um, I watched it. And it's pretty good. I mean, as far as fan films are concerned, it's really good. It it, it pretty much it stands as a film to me, in my mind. Sure. So sure. I, I went in with lower expectations, obviously, because this is not a massively produced movie that would be screened at any sort of level like you would expect to see from an official Friday the 13th release. But um, I liked what they, there was a ton of heart. I liked what they did with it because it was different, but still canon. Um, And any complaints, it kind of just is able to squeeze by because I can't really. It isn't canon though, right? They like their aspect of it is canon, but this isn't canon to the Jason verse. No, it's not canon. No, it's it deals with the exact same characters. Sure, and and right. they pick up from what would be canon. Like they they have yes, the, they the do, canon but it background. is not integral knowledge to Friday the Thirteenth as a thread. No, okay. I mean I assume I don't get into spoilers here uh, because this would definitely require you to tip your hand toward the ending. But I assume like you could just guess that this happens. Uh, and none of the other movies would ever need to say anything about it because it's just one dude interacting with Jason, right? That like, is correct. Yeah, that is correct. It is like in, picking there's up no way for the movies, other movies. But it's to not like, integral, like I just said. Yeah. So anything that I would say about it that is on the negative side, I I think could wholly be explained away by the fact that this is a passion project by someone that's holding a job that you know, goes up to the mountains on the weekends and films like one of them that I will bother pointing out is, is this is supposed to take place in basically the Catskills and 
it is very clearly shot in a western state. I mean, it looks like California or Oregon <laughs> where you get the bigger ponderosa type pines. It's all coniferous trees. Like it just doesn't work. Um <laughs> I I am not detracting any points for that. No, neither was I. It's just something that you notice if you're watching the movie. So pretty fun little flick, short of an hour by a few minutes, so you can get through oh, it pretty quickly. It's on nice YouTube. We'll link it in the description below, listener. I'd, I'd recommend checking it out if you're even remotely a fan. Is it's, this standard take- standard YouTube or like YouTube Red type thing? No, standard YouTube. You can you go and you can watch it. Um, cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd give I like it that. I like free horror things. Exactly. That's cool. So. Yeah. Um, nice. I saw a couple other movies too. I'm kind of trying to. It's already middle of October, so I'm trying to pick yeah, up on the, the fuck movies did that, that happen? I know. I'm I'm trying to pick up on the movies that I haven't seen that have come out this year. Uh, that I've heard certain good things about. <laughs> First of which, it comes at night. I gave that one a watch. This is a really good movie, and I think it's has an awesome title that's super interesting. But this movie should yes. not have been titled It Comes at Night. It doesn't make any fucking oh. sense, right? <laughs> um, oh, my God. This movie. This is another movie that was part of the discussion of of post-horror and what that is and what that means. I mean, largely, this is like really? a character-driven drama. It's it's very opaque, I guess. I think that this okay. is a classic like witch-style people were expecting one thing when they went into the theater and it is a vastly different movie from that. And the extent to which that is on the people who made the movie versus the people who distributed and marketed it, I cannot speak to, but I think it suffered it from different. that. Yeah. Um, what this is as a movie, if you were just to sit down, not know what the title is and watch it, I think you would come out with a vastly better taste in your mouth than knowing anything that you might've known from the trailer title poster, anything going into it i think i'd agree with that but i also i don't know if i would say you would still have a good you'd have a better taste in your mouth but i don't know if it would be a good taste it would just be a slightly (laughs) less bad taste i didn't have a bad taste at all coming out of this movie yeah you like ambiguity though yeah i I mean this is this is a movie that has we're not spoiling things there is a certain level of ambiguity at play here that's for sure and it didn't bother me i thought that it was a strong narrative for what it gives you, I think it tells a story that it is trying to tell very well, and it doesn't need to tell you anything more. If you want more, that's fine, but it didn't I need to give more. you anything more. I Okay, we disagree. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I gave this one seven and a half points okay. out of our ten. Mark, you've so. started a weird trend of now people giving their scores for the I know, you asshole. other things. That I'm are, sorry. God. I'm a trendsetter. I point, it just happens point naturally. Because he was shitting all over it. I, no I gave it like a six or something. I mean, whatever. What like you said, fuck? it's a good Mark, movie. All over the fucking place. It's the well made. Saw, it just needed a concept. The other one I saw is Raw. This one's okay. on Netflix. You can stream it if you have Netflix right now. People um, are going gaga for this thing. People are going gaga for this thing. And, and at first, I was not really interested in it based on the trailer. Um, people started going gaga. And Hit me with like, a little whatever. conceit for those unaware conceit of this movie is there is a girl who goes to veterinary school this is a french movie it's in french there are subtitles that's important but she goes to veterinary school in france and she comes from a family of vegetarians and as part of a hazing ritual at this school she has to like eat some meat and 
things start to happen based that's, on that. That's some pretty wild hazing. I gotta that tell seems, you. What. That seems realistic, frankly. If you're a well, vegetarian, it's like, no, your whole she like life... goes there and they like dump blood on her and they make her eat like raw, like rabbit kidney or something. You're stepping all over it's... my joke. All I was, <laughs> was going to say joke? was that if you're a raised vegetarian and then you eat meat, your eyes are going to be open to a world of flavor you didn't know existed. That is the conceit of this movie, is what Mark just said. Yeah, I nailed so she... it. I haven't seen it and I nailed it. Um, <laughs> I should go into like professional film criticism. I think this movie is one of the best shot movies I've seen this year, bar none. Jesus, um, really? there okay, are a lot of really interesting, very cool, very artistic shots in this. But it's French. <laughs> <laughs> I think you so, meant and and it's French. Like there are there are certain like shots in this movie. I can think of like two or three that, as standalone shots are fucking phenomenal. I, and honestly, like this movie is is really good and I would recommend the hell out of it to anyone. Maybe not to anyone. I would recommend the hell out of it to anyone who claims to be a horror fan, but I came out of this one not feeling very good. Ooh. In a fun uh, way or in like a like like some of the best horror movies you come out of thinking like that was a like, damn good movie but I don't this, like what I just this saw. This movie made me extremely uncomfortable. Okay. In a but lot in of a ways. Way. And it's 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 not gonna go into like I, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's not gonna go in like the most obvious so, of directions. But it sounds like it, you're recommending this to us. I'm recommending this to you as horror fans, and okay. as anyone who listens to this podcast is probably a horror fan, I am recommending it to you too, listener, if you have not seen it. Uh just know that it's it's gonna be a slightly different flavor than what you've had so far. And this it's on year. fucking Netflix. Watch it. This yeah, sounds like well. an alien comma we go to them. Is that right? <laughs> Jesus. You nailed it. An Mark. alien we meet in the middle. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's an alien we meet in the middle rom com. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Those are the three that I saw this week. Um I recommend all of them. All right. Perfect. M- Mark was a very soft recommend on his, and Jake's a hard recommend on his, so that's going to take us to our feature presentation. No, it's not. Z- Special oh, guest. God, I forgot about this shit. Okay, Mark. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Mark I'm is making back a and weird... Forth. Dancing uh, is aggressive. One of the films that was featured in the Idaho Horror Film Festival that was part of the Spud and Guts category, which featured independent Idaho filmmakers... Uh, I, I'm going to talk about this because it gets us into what we're going to be talking about. This film featured a cartoon called Balloonland. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Okay. Go and YouTube Balloonland right now and watch this cartoon. It's so amazing. Our it's most about... loyal listeners will know that uh, our interstitial when something fucks up music is the Scarecrow from the 30s Jack Frost cartoon. And I don't even think we've started to scratch the surface of the fucked up cartoons from that era. Because, Mark, this, this, this short film turned us on to this Balloonland one. Yep. And holy fucking shit. This is a short about people made out of balloons uh, who are being hunted by a pincushion man. That's all there is With to it. That's the entire penis. conceit of the movie. Uh, it's mostly about an enormous pokey penis. Uh, the 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 pincushion is also part safety pin, and the unhinged part of the safety pin is definitely just a is just a pointy dong. Dick. It's just a dick. <laughs> uh, it's just just a dick. That's all he was in the end. It was just a dick. <laughs> and he parades around Balloonland, 
popping, just murdering the hell out of an entire village. That's the entire point of the cartoon. Until... Yeah. Because he doesn't like the way he rates. (laughs) Yeah, they... He doesn't care how they rate him. There's some there's some pretty forced rhyming in this one. It's a musical murder called Balloon Man, Go Find It. Balloon That's all Man. I had. Oh, that was your special guest? What special guest did you have? The Pincushion Man. Wow, that was Are fucking stupid. Are you fucking stupid. kidding me? You didn't even, like, have an audio clip to play? I have to splice something in now, you dick, to be your special guest? Yes. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the old pincushion man, terror of balloony land. Folks all hate me, how they hate me, tickles me the way they rate me. This I delegated is unacceptable. It. This is me delegating tasks. No, this is not delegation. You no, didn't even say to do anything. I had to do it for, I had to delegate for you. Post hoc delegate delegation. Right. My god. We're going Feature to presentation. Over at EdizyHorror.com this week, we watched a series of cartoons from, I think they're all from the 1940s. We watched a series of cartoons. Yes, we did. Yes, we Thanks, did. But Jeff. they're all horror cartoons. Sure. Um, they were my pick for the uh, October movie uh, this year, because you guys shat so hard on my last year's October pick, my sentimental pick. Yeah, we shat so hard on it, pick. you didn't even pick a movie this year. You just didn't even pick a movie. <laughs> I, I think The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is arguably a movie. Uh, it's a short. Barely. <laughs> yeah, it was shorter than one of the shorts at the film festival. It's um, short. Oh my it's like God, that 27 minutes long. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I take it we had all seen The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from the 40s. I mean, right? in like my music class in elementary school, yes. That's weird. Fuck off. Um, and I take it none of us besides me had seen the Donald Duck Spooky Tales shorts that I chose. I didn't Absolutely think I had, but then I watched them and I had seen all of them. Fuck yeah, man. They're so old. And I didn't even really These watch cartoons. Those just somehow big happened. Part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You just um, saw it through osmosis, kinda. Yeah. I guess. Like man. Donald Duck in Mathematic Land. You can't avoid it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Love that shit. Yeah. Somebody want to have me do a plot synopsis? Okay. <laughs> Jack, here's what we're gonna do. You have right. four movies. And yep. I feel like it's cruel to give you 30 seconds to do all four movies. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 10 seconds per. Oh, okay. I like this. Let's punt on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow for now. We're going to do... I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do all three of the Donald Duck cartoons. Shit, okay. Clock starts when you start. All right. Duck pimples. Uh, it's a very rainy night. Donald's listening to the radio. Then the most terrifying salesman ever comes to his house and gives him a book that makes Donald imagine some horrifying shit and a, and a very sexist caricature Time, of a next woman. One. Oh, fuck me. Um, uh, Donald's lucky day. Donald is a delivery man who's delivering a bomb for some mobsters, and he gets into a scrape with a black cat. Uh, time. Next one uh, is Donald versus the gorilla. Uh, Donald's scaring his nephews with a gorilla costume, but then an actual gorilla breaks out of the zoo and terrorizes them, and then they just subdue him with tear gas. Time. Boom. Nobody was even fucking call. I had to call time on myself, you dicks. I, you did a good job. I was, I was there. <laughs> I don't think you were. 
I gave you an interstitial two seconds because you stuttered quite a bit in between the first one and the second one. So I was going to count it at 32. <laughs> well, I do appreciate the precedent of getting time for the time I spent stuttering during these uh, synopses. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm going to end up with like a three minute long plot synopsis if we turn that into a rule. But I think I kind of nailed those Donald Duck cartoons. Except for the first one. First one needed some the work, but I felt like you really bonkers. hit your groove at about second 12. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any other nits to pick with my description of the duck cartoons before we go on to The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? No, I mean, would you like to provide the actual rest of the story to uh, Duck Pimples? That is the whole story. I mean, the most terrifying salesperson in the world, who kind of dresses like a murderous Captain Haddock from Tintin, comes to his house on a stormy night and sells him some books. Um, The books come to life, uh, and a mobster accuses him of stealing pearls from... Like a like a Hello Nurse or like a Jessica Rabbit type cartoon woman, and uh, then the author comes out and says Donald didn't do it, but then the pearls are hanging around his tail. <laughs> I guess I should say like. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, that was funny. Okay, Jack, we're gonna do this one yeah. more time. Ten seconds are on the clock. I get got... ten seconds for Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, yeah. We're giving you forty seconds to do your movie, man. You were the one who chose four different movies, so. <sighs> Brothers on yourself. Okay. Okay. Ichabod Crane is a Lothario ravenous, lanky school teacher, and he gets into a scrape with a Gaston type in the town who convinces him that there's a headless horseman, and then when he's riding home, he has a run with the headless horseman who kills him! Acceptable. That was about 11 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, you didn't call time. You know, usually we call time on the people. It's about, who are doing as, it's these. about as good as you could have done. There's a whistle. The whistle calls time. It's the official whistle. It's the official's whistle. I I forgot how long they spent establishing that Ichabod Crane is like a inexplicably a ladies' man. He's a dandy. Okay. <laughs> is he a dandy? Four minutes. Yeah, that's a classic dandy. Four minutes of this 34-minute-long movie are horror, and the other 30 minutes are just a musical, Dude. like, romance comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. I, so I watched this movie. This movie. I watched this. I, what? I watched this. This thing, like hundreds of times when I was a kid. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Wore yeah, that VHS you. out. Um, yep. One of those. It and it's just on. It was just on Halloween time. You just throw it on. It'd be on. On Halloween. In what, in what state was it? It's on. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Go you out trick or treating. It's on. You come back. It's on. <laughs> I bet during the middle. It was on. <laughs> Did VCRs was, have a loop button? For uh, me, probably. Was, <laughs> what, so they had to like read the loop button, just automatically rewound it and started playing it again? Yeah, started playing again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This it was one of those ones well. that was at my grandparents' house that my parents didn't keep the copy of, and every time we went to my grandparents' house, we'd watch this. And it was kind of regardless of season at some point. I just liked it enough that we'd what, just watch it. Sometimes was this during, a VHS like, the then? This is a vi- oh, yes. yeah. This is a very seasonal experience and, and some of them were were a double feature vhs this was uh, there's like the the legend of sleep uh, the, the legend of sleepy hollow and whatever the wind in the willows right mr toad from the yeah wind it was mr it was, was mr toad i think it was Wind in the Willows, but i never watched that one i only this. watched this one yeah because that one sucks and this one's great <laughs> well put well um, put. right off the bat here though there's some regrettable racial dialogue in this one just it, I, dude look None of us are on board with that. We don't support that. It is 19... I agree. I agree. 
It is 1948, though, right? 1948? 49. Uh, Sounds right. 49. I agree with with fake Gaston's decision to say whether you're black or white. That doesn't matter. Uh, The part where it comes true, he says, or even red afterwards, which is very regrettable, but, you know. He's warning all of them, all of the creeds, to go to (laughs) the the bridge as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. But actually, for the 40s, it could have been, like, way more racist than that one line. Yeah, have you seen Song of the South? This is not Song of the South. This is 20% is, of Song of the South. This is truly not Song of the South. Anyway, we could, we just gotta put that out there. That's regrettable. Moving past it. Talking about the rest of it. I mean, it, it's, it's a rendition of Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It does it in very kid-friendly form. It makes... My Does only it? thing is that it makes Ichabod Crane out to be more than what he is in the actual story. Background. I don't know. Say the background. What is he in the actual story? Well, he's not like the ladies' man type. Like everything <laughs> building up to where he start, where he like leaves to come home from the party on Halloween is more or less wrong, I guess. Like he's after <laughs> Katrina Van Tassel. But he basically gets none of that in the real story. Yeah, and yeah he he's not in a rival. He's not in a legitimate rivalry. No, not really. With, uh, he, with he this can't touch Brom Bones. He can't touch Brom Bones. Brom Bones, man. No, Brom Bones. Thank you. He's got that shit. He's got guns. Outside of outside style. of uh, ye old, uh, what is it? ye old schnapps and schnooker shoppy? Yeah, ye you old schnooker it. and shops shoppy. Schnapps shoppy. That's a really hard to say. Yeah, you're having oh a hard time. Oh my god, <laughs> Mark, you say it. You say ye old schnooker and schnapps shoppy. No. <laughs> Just no. Yes. <laughs> Hard pass. I mean, you um, don't really need to watch. There is a blistering amount of nostalgia involved with this. Like, I had kind of forgotten about the bookshelf, open the book, lead in type thing with the animation on coming up the Hudson from New York City. All of that was just like blindingly nostalgia nostalgic. bomb. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll tell you what I else I forgot that. about this movie. Um, that beer is Bing so Crosby good for dogs. Narrates oh, that was another thing. Yeah, he pours beer for all the animals and horses. What this animal? What this movie does wrong? Gets we're, animals that. we're not doing that this week. We're not doing it, Mark. We're just talking about. <laughs> I'm just so saying, listener, if we were, if we it. were, if we were, yeah, we're not doing it. our traditional segments we usually adhere to so well. And perfectly. yeah, because Jack is a fuck, um, and we couldn't pick a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to talk about animated shit because it's um, that time of year. Here's the other thing I forgot about this movie. I was very confused watching it this time around about who Bing Crosby plays every character with a voice and also the narrator interchangeably. Yes. And just yes. it's never clear when he's being the narrator versus a character. He plays I both Brombones and dude. Ichabod Crane. Ichabod doesn't say shit like ever. He sings. Yeah, but that's it. Technically... There are two other voice actors listed on the IMDb page. One of I them is Pinto Mark. Pinto Colvig, <laughs> who okay. plays other townspeople, and Ichabod Crane, but only when he's screaming. <laughs> and the Rhythm Marys, who provide the chorus. And someone has to do the voice of that uh, handsome woman who's interested in Ichabod Crane that he pawns off on Brom Bones at the dance. So is he is he really like that much of a ladies' man, or does he just like women who can cook? That's the thing. He does. That's all he's interested in. 
He's not interested in the women at all. He just wants them for their cooking. Yeah, the way I kind of read this was that he just straight up left the town to go find another woman who could cook. Well, no. That's how you think it ends? Well, they they provide that as an option. It's like one of two options. <laughs> but Maybe no, Bing Crosby explicitly says, over. but the real option is that he got beheaded. <laughs> he got exploded by a gigantic pumpkin. Yeah, I'd That'll fire, man. You. Yeah. Yeah, he but was spirited away. They do not explain how way. he is in reasonable competition with Brom Bones, the nicest, handsomest, muscle-boundest guy ever. I think it's a one-sided. I got a fan theory on this. Look, this is a one-sided competition. Fan theory alert. That guy, super insecure. He sees Ichabod Crane come up, and he's like, whatever, I got this guy toasted. And then all of a sudden, Ichabod Crane's pulling some crazy strange, right? And he's like, what's going on here? This is mine. And, it, you know. Did you just say Ichabod could pull some crazy strange? I think that's pretty clearly evidenced by the movie as a whole. Yeah, he Ichabod was fu- yeah, yes. So I, so you got Brom and he's like punching holes in kegs and shit trying to impress people, but they're all smitten with this exceedingly lanky Ichabod dude. Which is a dandy. Why? Why? His because ears are enormous, his nose is huge, he's the skinniest man in the world. Jack, Jack, you just answered it yourself. You just answered it yourself. His ears are huge. You know what they say? They got guys with big ears. They got big hands. They can wear glasses real well. They're great um, active listeners. But here's the other thing, is they're trying to make it seem like maybe they're into him because he's good at singing, because he plays the piano, and ba 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 But... Brom Bones has the same fucking voice. He's equally as good at singing. He's also voiced by Bing Crosby. You know, this was an early, like, counter-body-shaming movie, you know? You can can slay Strange regardless of what your body type is. (laughs) You just gotta be voiced by Bing Crosby. (laughs) All you gotta do is be voiced by Bing Crosby. That's all it takes. So, so Jake, Mark and I watched this uh, in the same room. I I gotta... I'll, I'll ask you the same question I asked Mark. How many takes... During Bing, Cro- Bing, Bing, during Bing Crosby's voiceover, how many takes do you think they had to redo because you could audibly hear the ice clinking around in his whiskey glass? Uh, I'd set the over-under at like 23 and a half. <laughs> oh, that's wow. probably the right line. I think yeah. I'd take the under, but you're in the right neighborhood. Okay. Man. It's an aggressive but fair set. <laughs> Uh, what else about this movie? Should we actually talk about the horror part of this movie? Probably. I guess. I mean, everything leading up to it, like we already talked about, is horse shit. It's Ichabod <laughs> slaying strange for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. I... <laughs> He's so much faster than this horse, inexplicably, at one point. And then I'm he forgets really confused, how to run that guys. fast when there's a headless horseman after. So now you're just verbally into the horror part again. I'm... It all shifts when they are at the Van Tassel's harvest hoot nanny. And it is a this is it's a hoedown or a hootenanny. There's I think hootenanny hootenanny is the appropriate term. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, well done. He comes back as he does in the actual Legend of Sleepy Hollow by himself for whatever reason. There were a ton of people at this party, and he comes back by himself despite, despite being sick and shit. Yeah, uh, he just doesn't want anyone to know that he is because he's a dandy. He gets he gets real scared. He gets real scared. Brom Bones tells all these scary stories about the headless horseman. And that's, like, honestly, that's where the nostalgia... There are many sequences in this 
25 minute film that I am nostalgic for. But when he starts riding home and there's the scene of him like heading into the hollow, that's where it gets real heavy. Um, The sleepy hollow. Yes, Mark, the titular sleepy hollow. (laughs) (laughs) That whole sequence with the way they've animated things is very unique and interesting. And like the, the clouds becoming hands clasping down on the moon. Um, That's great animation. It's really Fucking good. Choice, Every, man. Everything starts to become kind of like off kilter and uh, animals are croaking his name. And you have like the wind kicks up and like the reeds are kind of singing and the cattails are going. All of that is are making just, horse clomping sounds. All of that is just choice childhood Halloween to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 10 out of 10 on that. Yeah, that's pretty terrific stuff. What did you think about the actual... Because I got to tell you, when I was a little, little kid, the actual singing, Brom Bones singing about the Headless Horseman, and the you get the building dread going on there of the background. I mean, it gets pretty creepy. And, like, it's still fun at the that party. That shit terrifies but, kids. Apparently, yeah, people man. are, like, still complaining about, like, that character and song the musicality of it is is great they like we i think as a society have lost the ability to write good music (laughs) yeah (laughs) like good like good horror music you know when was the last time you could heard a good horror song that wasn't the monster mash don't talk shit about the monster mash no i'm talking no the monster mash is great i'm just saying it came out in like the 60s and we haven't heard anything since anyways (laughs) Uh, the uh, musicality uh, of this movie is the musicality of this movie is off the charts. I mean, this is classic Disney doing Disney things. You know what the best thing is about it, though? It's not even Bing Crosby singing, like, being a crooner. It's Bing Crosby doing, like, a Lou Reed kind of singing, like, talk singing. That's why it works so well. It's terrific, man. Bing Crosby Bing Crosby can be reserved for my Christmas album, okay? Ben I want Bing Crosby, Crosby singing at Christmas and Lou Reed talk singing at Halloween. Yeah. I don't understand why is Lou Reed talk singing. So is Ichabod just supposed to be Bing Crosby? No. I think what? Bing Crosby's much more conventionally handsome than Ichabod Crane. I don't know. There was a lot of... Okay. Do you think Bing Crosby at any point in his life had a ponytail that had a pink bow in it? <laughs> yes. Yes? Okay. Well, then yes. They're the same person. <laughs> Solved. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I figured it out, guys. We bones. cracked this code. Would you still show this to a kid today? Yes. Yes. And expect them to be enthralled by it? Yes. Does this? How yes. well does this stand up? Very well. Very well, I would hope. Okay. Well, there you go. What would you say? I I mean, I, I am in agreement. I think this is an, what would you say, like eight and under cartoon? I Sure. First I would time. agree with that. However, I, so one of the interesting things about this, I hadn't seen this in years and years and years now. I never noticed when I was younger the the benefit that this is able to like take away from the fact that it is so old. Like it's kind of like putting vinyl down, right? And listening to music that way. It's it has like the scratch to it and it's not quite perfect. Um the sound is a little off. The animation is Disney it's much like. more deliberate. You have to go out of your way to find it. It's much more deliberate experience. Yeah, the animation is obviously of an older style. Um, everything just feels aged, and I think that for this particular story, it benefits 
because of that. Yeah. I never noticed that when I was younger. It was just something that was cool. But I think that, you know, looking back on it now, that helps. So I had that nostalgic feeling like we talked about. And I was also like, this is pretty cool just from a standpoint of like this time of year, for whatever reason, I think that fits really well with. Um, I would throw this on now just like to have on in the background. During yeah, there's an outside time. chance on Halloween. I'll just have this like projected onto my house on loop. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can throw this on loop and you'd be set. You can just zoom by trick-or-treating and there will be Ichabod Crane dancing along the walls of my house. Yeah, I like that. That's kind of the, the perfect place he, for it. He's an excellent dancer. He's, he's a, a whole, he's he's a well-rounded, talented gentleman that the ladies are wildly attracted to. He's a dandy. He's a dandy. Is it, I thought being a dandy was a bad thing. Mm-mm. Hold on. I think a word has just popped. You know what perfectly describes Ichabod Crane is the dandy. word dandy. Jack, how do you feel about that? Did I just nail this? <laughs> I, I think your original use of that word, um, it's very good, and I'm glad you thought of it. I really thought being a dandy was a bad thing. Like being a I mean, it, it was, but not in 1949. In, like, 1980s, yeah. Okay. I see. Now it might be good again. I'm not really sure. I need Things to check the like- Urban Dictionary for dandy. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, I might. You I might. Won't, you won't like what you see. <laughs> It'll be great. Do it. Let's move on and to then, Donald. It, it well. It also. I just. It ends very abruptly. Right. Not he really. does make it across the bridge and then gets hit with an exploding jack o' lantern. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then, oh, and then bearded away. And then you just yeah, you just don't know what happens to him because the ending is just like maybe he died. Well, maybe he moved to the next county and married another lady on that night. That's pretty good. Ah, I'm working on a Bing, Pro- Bing Crosby. I got it nailed. Undeniable I don't have enough classic. whiskey, though. Yeah, I don't have enough whiskey. That's if you bad. have children, show them this. <laughs> show anyone this. Regardless of their age. If they're 40 years old, if you have 40-year-old children, email them and insist that they watch this. <laughs> that, is, that is my demand. All right. Donald? Donald. All right. Oh, which one first? Let's start with Donald versus the gorilla. Ooh, Donald versus choice. the gorilla. Bold choice. I've I have names for each of these. What? Oh, yes. They I have their own names. Name. The names are told to you at the very start. Yeah, but I have names for them too. Please, Jake, if you will, your name for Donald versus the gorilla. Uh, Donald hosts Amy from Congo's great 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 grandpappy <laughs> gorilla. <laughs> Good. I like it. The gorilla's name one. is Ajax. Uh, that's Amy's great, 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 great grandpappy gorilla. And and we only know this because of uh, the most expositional radio broadcast that may have ever existed. It's up there with uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, frequently. Attention all listeners. <laughs> gorilla has escaped from the zoo. That is all. <laughs> Just so you know, you can master any animal by looking it in the eye. That is all. <laughs> yeah, that is all. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, thoughts on this one, boys. Donald faces off against a gorilla. Yeah, I mean, barely whore. I don't know. I don't know what you qualify this as. Yeah, Monkey this one is, is your classic cartoon hijinks. It's a Scooby. I mean, one. in fairness, like all of these Donald ones, kind of are that. Like we we'll go through That's these, but these are not what say. I look back to, and I'm like, this is cartoon whore. 
No, and this was a little bit of a panic maneuver by me to supplement. Oh, good. My... Well, look, what did you want? I picked one you were happy with, then you demanded I pick more things. I picked these cartoons. That's not how it went. I think I'm ah. probably jumping the gun a little bit here, but this is probably the scariest of the three Donald Duck cartoons. Do you disagree? Nope. I very much disagree. I disagree. Okay. We it's in fact the least scary of the three. Uh, the dude is, no. if there is a murderous gorilla in your house, and the only <laughs> method you have to defeat it is... Tear gas. Tear, tear gas. gas. Yeah, but it's And great. looking it in the eye, which doesn't work. <laughs> at all. But, well, then that's not a method to defeat it, is it, Jack? Yeah. Well, they tell you it is. That just doesn't which, work at all. Which one is Huey? So, actually, the... This is part of the era where there was actually a fourth uh, cousin named Fooey, and uh, it was miscolorations in the comic, made it, like, yellow instead of the, the traditional colors. Um, so it's green, wow. uh, yellow versus green. It's it's unclear whether or not this is actually the original Huey, Dewey, and Louie, or the mistaken um, Fooey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Fooey. Which one's Huey? The leader, the blue, blue. A to Z horror. Come for the drunken rambling. Stay for the history of the four duck cousins. Three, three duck cousins. They just switched one out sometimes. Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half. Three and a half is an acceptable term. Anyway, there's a gorilla. It escapes from the zoo. It comes to their house. There are hijinks. They use tear gas. It's over. He has a legit gorilla costume at the fucking ready. Yeah, it's cartoony. I mean, there are gloves sitting on his like end table for no reason because cartoons <laughs> look if yeah. i drop a few grand on like a nice ass gorilla costume i'm not put i'm not mothballing that thing i'm leaving it out <laughs> on the guest bed so that but anytime not, there is so a possible mention of a gorilla i am able to throw that thing on you're and ready the pants off somebody <laughs> so on what? that if one dark and stormy night when you're listening to the radio and the <laughs> if the radio ever says a gorilla's escaped from the zoo your wife is in for a fucking night yes <laughs> And your cats, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're scared of me anyway, but <laughs> potentially more so. Those are terrific pets, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm right, saying all right. is it, it's pretty believable that he has his gorilla suit just, like, out and ready to go. <laughs> sure. There's some fun gags with wax and uh, doorknobs in this one. And... Tear, so, can we talk for a second about the fact that he just has a tear gas grenade? The, the, no, Huey, the uh, Fooey, Dewey, and Louie have a tear gas grenade. Oh, oh, okay. So, it's, it's less surprising that Donald Duck has a tear gas grenade and, and more surprising, wait, I'm saying this correctly, and more surprising <laughs> exactly that his wrong. frickin' nephews just have squirreled away. A, an actual like, tear gas, like some riot yeah, gear? Like a pineapple fragmentation grenade-shaped tear grass grenade. Tear grass, You guys are yes. all saying grass, and I don't appreciate it. It's hard to say. Uh, okay, I've had a, a lot of twister. Uh Yeah, that's it's weird. It's also weird that it just ends with Donald and the gorilla, Donald and Ajax, putting their arms around each other and crying, and then cut to black. They're, they're friends now, and that's how he tamed the gorilla, and then it became Amy's great-great-great-great-great-grandpappy gorilla. But so are you was saying like that Donald is Amy's great-great-great-great-great-grandmother? What? Are you saying that the gorilla and Donald banged? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going a different direction with that. I'm no. pretty sure that Amy in the movie Congo is one 128th duck. Just for the I record. think that's canon. 
There's a lot of weird things in this, though. Okay, so first off, let me just rattle off a few. Stop me when I hit one that you want to talk about. Donald Duck keeps a lollipop in his shirt for yeah, safekeeping. He, his go-to move is, let me just start licking this lollipop. Just Yeah, just see what happens. Maybe I can just <laughs> unpack this thing. And that'll move the plot forward. Uh, can yeah, we also weird. just discuss briefly that, that Donald Duck's butt is is a hand that is able That's to a, like articulate itself. It's a fun itself. gag with the wax. It, it has a, it, it has a mind of its own, Mark. It does have a mind of its own. Did Donald Duck like consume oh. a twin at some point in his, oh. I'll tell you what, this is a recurring gag in Donald Duck comics and cartoons that his tail is incontrollable. It's the tail of a serial killer duck. Okay. Well, that would be a really good movie. Donald Duck's butt is a serial killer, and Donald there Duck is a, a detective trying to solve the serial killings. There was a comic book where one of the Beagle Boys inhabited Donald Duck's tail, as I recall. So maybe that just never ended. Maybe I don't know there was what a the fourth Beagle, Beagle Boy. They're they're the Hamburglers of the Duckland. What? <laughs> that does not provide any meaningful context whatsoever. <laughs> that means Jack. more than anything I've ever said. That's the most meaningful thing I think I've ever said. Oh my god. The Hamburglers of Duckland. Yeah, they're Duckland. the Hamburglers of Duckland. Should we move always, along? I, I'd like to talk more about the Beagle Boys. <laughs> Can you describe them in any better terms? They're, yeah, they're, they're like goofy style looking guys, but fat. Uh, and they're burglars. They wear they wear black and white striped shirts and tam caps and raccoon masks, and they try to steal Scrooge McDuck's money all the time. How would they stack up against the Rowdy Rough Boys? Uh, better than, I think. More clueless, but more fun. Okay. Well put. Yeah. Let's move it along. Yeah. What's the next one all we're right. talking about? Duck pimples. This one is bananas. Mark A N A N A. My name for the my name for this one is Donnie has a psychotic break. That's <laughs> all that happens. Although, that's honestly, that fucking salesman that comes to his house is the most horrifying part oh my of this God. whole thing. I'd forgotten about. Well, I didn't know. I I didn't know I'd seen any of these, but then as they happened, I was like, I've seen this. It just brought a rush and a That dude back. opens up his fucking rain jacket, man. You think he's gonna be hanging <laughs> full dong, ready to rape? It's you, unacceptable. You Ready to see a button in a fur coat. Yeah. Well, it's going to yeah. be a little more than a button because he seems very, very excited. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they're just excited about, we're not getting into this. I don't, I don't want to get into the psychology of this. I, <laughs> of, of talking talk- about the erection of a fictional cartoon character in a 1940s Donald Duck cartoon? Was no? this pre-Hayes code? We might be able to talk about it if it's pre-Hayes. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, this guy is wearing a bright yellow raincoat. Yeah, he's wearing and a banana hat. suit. Yeah. Hiding and banana. he's the scariest man in the world. Why is this called Duck Pimples? That's a, that's a think, weird name. I think because goose pimples are goosebumps and it's spooky. It's not spooky, though. It doesn't make any sense. He just kind of has a meltdown. When I was a kid, I thought that there was a book that this was actually based on. There is not. They just made all this shit up, including the author, who they named specifically. Um, so they basically just named this movie Duck is It and like called it and and said it was horror for some reason. I don't. They, I mean, I don't know if they said it was horror. They put it in spooky well, tales. Okay, fine, that's fair. 
It's a spooky tale. My point, it's just a strange name is all I'm going for here. It's a very strange name, Mark. Can, so the other thing about this is he, there's a, there's a lady's arm that is extended out of the book at one point, And his initial reaction is to eat her bracelets. Yes. Because bracelets look be. like candy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was this, as the style of the time dictated, she had onion rings on her arm. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I okay, think this good. is this is an anti-reading PSA from the 30s, <laughs> as I understand it. That seems right, yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, and then a uh, 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 like stereotypical mobster, who actually is like looks like one of the Beagle Boys. He isn't one of the Beagle Boys, but he looks like it, with a Brooklyn accent, comes out mm-hmm. in a cigar, and uh, accuses Donald of stealing his dame's pearls. But did he? I mean, he ends up with, Donald ends up with the pearls. Well, open and shut case then, right? Yeah. I mean, this, it's hard to talk about this. It's so baffling because the author of the book shows up and says Donald's innocent for some reason. None of it makes any sense. It's not intended to. Yeah. Yeah, it's baffling. Let's just I move think on. This, he has I think that break. this partic- I, I I think this particular cartoon woman is the basis for both Jessica Rabbit and Hello Nurse and that whole trope. Okay. Oh my god. What are you what? Are you watching it right now? <laughs> I'm looking at stills from it and it's amazing. It's so great. It's just baffling. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you guys said is this the scariest one then? Like which what's no, the scariest gracious, one? No. Donald's yep. lucky day. No, this one's the scariest one. We each picked a different oh, scariest Christ. one. This is good conversation fodder. Oh Jib-jab. fuck me. Mark, you're looking at this picture that you just put in that the group right chat. There. That picture this... right there is why this is the scariest one. <laughs> Terrifying pirate who's come to his door, who opening his trench coat, and it's full of books that are called murder and have pictures and knives and ghosts and spiders on them, and you're telling me this isn't scarier than Donald versus the Gorilla? What you buying? Yeah. My God. Wait, Jack, didn't you say that this wasn't your scariest one? No, it's not my scary. McDonald's scary day is my scariest one. So you're that's ranking not even the name. That's not even the fucking name of it. Donald's lucky day. No, that's not okay. That is the that, that is, is the what name. it's called. That's I mean, it's not what Jake name. called it. No. Speaking of which, Jake, let's move on to the third one here. Okay. What did you call Donald's lucky day? I just called this one the duck plus sign gatos. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So this is my personal favorite of the three. This one is the one I've seen the most. This is the one I would fast forward to on the VHS. Wow. Mostly because I was I was legitimately scared of the uh, goose pim- or duck pimples one because I didn't know what the fuck was happening or what to make of one. it when I was a kid. Um, I just wanted to watch this one. Which yeah, is wait. You did kind of just shoot yourself in the foot on that. Boom. You were too scared of the other one to watch that one. So you watched this I one. I am no longer a child and too scared to watch duck pimples. Doesn't matter. This is made for kids. Shit, you already just admitted. Yeah, you might have just you might have just played right into Jake's hand on this one. Either way, it's not Donald versus the gorilla. No. In any case, Donald is a a delivery an boy. all hours delivery boy. Yes, like he's a, he's a puck from season two of the Real World, San Francisco. Oh my god! Okay, he's a regular puck again with character. this. Look, um, no, I mean, let's go with it. Let's go a different route with this one. This basically is Premium Rush, the movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but with Donald yeah, Duck but and a bomb. JGL's yeah, character in that, like as I understand, it, was 
And he was just based on Puck, as I understand it. It's all one long stream of conscious, like, reference back to this movie is what we're getting at. Yeah. This movie, this seven-minute-long movie. You know, one time Judd stole a bunch of papers because he had a fucking cartoon published in it. Fuck that guy. You're not going to get much traction with with real-world references on here. I'm just going to point that out right now. Fair enough. I'm not able to do it, and Jake is way too low energy. He's too much of a sourpuss to to play (laughs) I've never seen it in my life. That's not even why. I've made you watch a couple episodes before. I at least that. one. I can guarantee you, you've watched at least one episode of The Real World with Jack. I can guarantee <laughs> I was way too gone to remember those. <laughs> In any case, Mark, your thoughts on this episode, having not seen it. Uh, as a decidedly pro-cat podcast, I'm a little Bull disturbed fuck by... Fuck out. you. Back up. Back up. We'll cut it. You're not going to cut it. Leave it in, Jack. We're going to cut it. I'm... We will cut it. I think it's nice that the cat survives, so I'm I'm pro this one. That's all I'm gonna say. But they do they do they like the cat is like dangling over the water, like I don't like that. They make the cat at least as smart as Donald. Well, yeah, cats are smarter than ducks. I feel like that's a given. Do they have debatable corkscrew dicks like ducks? No, no, no. <laughs> so that's something. Do you want to talk about duck anatomy? It's like an arms race, man. Duck reproduction. Go ahead and ramble on this for like five minutes. Just stream of consciousness, Jack, now. Duck penis, go. The the male duck keeps evolving a different kind of penis. The female duck keeps evolving a more cavernous vagina to prevent it from ruining them but it just keeps corkscrew and ejecting in and it keeps getting worse and worse it's an arms race but just for fucking duck sex that's all i got to say on it I would, okay so i'm just gonna ignore all of the things that just happened look it's true <laughs> i would just like to point out that at one point in this wow that was that was amazing uh i can't ignore it i can't i can't try be professional be a professional come on okay it. I would I mean, like I can to tell point more out, specific things about the duck penises and vaginas. If you I know. would like to. I think they're cloacas at that point. Uh, anyways, <sighs> well I would like to point out that uh, the voice actor playing Donald in this, there is a voice actor doing a duck's voice, doing an impression of a cat, and that's impressive, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the song in this is great. Yes, I'm lucky. Oh, so lucky. <laughs> I'm really hoping you just cut all that and just splice the thing in, because that's probably the preferable Probably option. going to. But the problem is Donald Duck's singing over it for the most part. So like, no, He's yeah, you need to just splice it in. Singing. I will. You're splicing all that in for right now. Cool. Cool, dude. It's a great song. It's catchy as shit. I sing this to myself a lot. Do yeah, either of you, you guys really make have it out, the lyrics. Anything, to, anything else to say on, on Donald's Lucky Day? No, I mean... Um, no. He's delivering a package at 11.55 at night, which is... And he weird. lives on 13.13.13th, which is at the uh, intersection well, of 13th Ave and 13th Street. The mob victim lives there. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, so, 
what we usually do at the very end of our podcast is weigh in on why you should or shouldn't watch a movie and drink beers with your buddies. We're not going to do that this week. I'm calling an audible that I haven't Uh-oh. discussed with you guys yet. Shit. We are in disagreement. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the horn and tell our listener why each of our individual choices for which one, whichever one is the scariest is the actual scariest Donald Duck cartoon. Okay. Jack, you go first, because yours is the stupidest. Fuck you. <laughs> Donald's Lucky Day is the scariest, because you got mobsters just delivering fucking bombs to whoever they want at you midnight. You just described, like, Gangs of New York. That's not even a horror movie. Or Premium Rush. Except they aren't getting just nice delivery ducks to deliver their bombs wherever. That could just blow up. This is the most incompetent delivery person ever. I might have just accidentally received this package just because he brought it to 1413 13th Street. So and this is what's fucking, scary? It's terrifying. And the bomb, the electricity coming off it that acts like spitting red dots at him is pretty scary. Oh, God. And I don't like black cats crossing your path or going under ladders. This has all that shit going on. What about, so Jack, There, this movie ends is probably the best way of all three of these where the bomb is used to generate a source of food for the whole neighborhood. I do. I think it ends more terrifyingly than any of them. You want to end up at midnight surrounded by 30 stray feral alley cats who now have a taste for flesh? No, that is not how you want to start or end an evening. And Donald got murdered by these cats. You know they're, they eat birds too, Mark. They're they're it's well horrifying. fed cats. They're well fed cats. No, they point. did not get enough. These are these are these are riffraffs. These are just because they put a fish in their mouth and pulled out a whole fish bone does not mean they're not hungry for duck. They're just gonna follow them home. It's horrifying and eat them. Cannibalist. Okay, yeah, so they're not cannibals. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Exo cannibals. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's there's Donald's lucky day in which Jack is ascribing his fear of packages to that and cats, packages and cats. Despite the fact that we're a decidedly pro cat podcast, I'm gonna False. go next. Donald versus the gorilla. Because this is the scariest is the one. Stupidest. Look, you're you're chilling with your nephews, and then there's a fucking wild gorilla well, well, in your house. Time out. You're not chilling with your nephews. You're being a giant dick to your nephews. You're being the worst guardian imaginable to your nephews. Those two things are synonymous in my mind, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any nephews, but if I do, I am going to prank the shit out of them constantly. (laughs) My point is, there's a goddamn murderous gorilla that winds up in their house. And he has to use, like, literal riot gear in order to subdue it. Okay, not scary because, number one, the gorilla's pretty playful. Not playful. No. It's murderous. It is described as murderous. I don't think it's described as murderous, but it's close to that. It's a murderous gorilla. That is all. Num- number two, you just happen to have riot gear in your house whenever you need it because the radio says so. That's a great thing. You're going to blame me for being prepared for horror eventualities? Look, I'm just saying I it's mean, not that scary. If everything the radio says I need appears in my house, that's like a genie situation. I mean, that's a fair point, but let's also shine a little bit of a light on the fact that in this cartoon, his hindquarters are like an estranged t- twin that have a mind of their own. You don't know what they're doing. That's this is the buddy. only other that's cartoon your, that generated its own horror franchise. It rubs his chin when he's pondering things. It's your best bud. Okay, well, which are you more afraid of? Unlimited fish feast or a murderous gorilla in your own home where you feel safe? 
45 stray feral alley cats coming to eat me because they have a taste for flesh. Jake, tell us why books are scary or whatever the fuck. No, no, no. This is <laughs> Jake Donnie is illiterate. A, this is Donnie has a psychotic break. And this is scary because it starts with a dark and stormy night and a terrifying gigantic man in a banana fucking raincoat knocks on your door and then opens it. And, and I'd like <laughs> to point out. Opens his raincoat. This is ter- you. This, I agree that he's a terrifying man who is even more scary. He hasn't taken the time to shave. He has the five o'clock shadow, but he did take the time to match his rain hat to his raincoat. This is man somehow was, scarier. This man was planted in this episode to make the parents think that he is going to rape this duck and potentially murder him. He That's does why he's real rapey. I yeah. mean, there's no proof that he didn't. So even That's, scarier. So you have is, some real fucked Donald's up people doing fucked up things to other life forms, I guess, because Don Donnie's not a person. But on top of that, you have a totally bananas acid drop of a psychotic break that makes no sense, is terrifying, and I don't really think I need to say much else. I mean, it's pretty obvious this one's the scariest. You've got a deus ex machina savior of the author coming in and fixing all your problems. That doesn't matter. Just because there is a, a character that exists that helps with the problems doesn't mean that the situation's not scary. Look, Plus, I think this one's the scariest just because of the the book rapist, not because of the other stuff, but you add that in, and it's just layers of things that if you're a kid, that's fucking nightmare fuel, man. Yeah, he's scary, but he did give Donald a bunch of free books. Yeah, man. Why are you so against literacy, Jake? It's the scariest. It's bad. Burn the books. <laughs> literacy allows the proletariat to rise up. And that's what's scary here. <laughs> we can't have our kids doing that goddamn book learning. There you go. We've said our piece on, on Donald Duck cartoons. Question, though, for you guys. Scarier. Which is the scarier between the one you chose and Ichabod Crane, Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow. Jake? Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. I think by by weight, it's Donald Duck, but by... Wait, I'm saying that wrong. By number, it's Donald Duck. By weight, it's Sleepy Hollow, right? Cause there's you like, weren't saying it wrong because that was basic nonsense. <laughs> I'm saying that, that maximum 10% of Sleepy Hollow is dedicated yeah. to actual scary things. The rest of it, the, the 90% of it is just Ichabod Crane being a ladies' man. Whereas sure. each of these Donald Duck cartoons is full on, it's, it's you know, seven straight minutes, they commit to a theme and then they go with it. They don't, like, dilly-dally around. They don't introduce Huey, Dewey, and Fooey. Maybe maybe that's scary for an Adonis like myself, that someone like Ichabod Crane could come in and steal all the ladies. That some exceedingly lanky, janktown teacher could swoop in. Exactly. The uh, pedagogue, yeah. as they that's call fair. it. Did chicks dig peg pedagogy? I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Um, listener, you tell us who won. What's the scariest thing here? You watch all these things. They're all freely available on the internet. Watch and they're them. all nostalgia bombs. They're so good. <laughs> Jack, Jake, just inflating f- his own scores. Get us the fuck out of here, Jake. Because you painted yourself into a corner after you didn't have a movie to talk about? Is that why? Uh, 
I could talk more about the Omen if you'd like. No, I really don't want you to, man. I really don't. The movie was set in June. This has been episode 61 of the A to Z Horror Cast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com. You can hang out with us on social media as well. That means Facebook. That means Twitter. Those links are going to be down there in the description below. If you really want to help us out, though, do us a big favor. It's going to be less of a pain in the ass for you than it is a huge help to us. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Rate the podcast. You can just look it up, search it, give it a five-star rating. That'd be a huge help. Write a review. It doesn't just have to be on Apple Podcasts. Rate yeah, us but anywhere. that's the primary one. Rate us sure. everywhere. If you can find us there, rate us on it. it. And believe it or not, the biggest way you can help us is just by telling somebody you know who likes horror. You might think this is funny about the podcast. That would be awesome. Uh, as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, this is coming at you, as always, from the Phantom Podcast Network. To check out everything they have going on, head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. And as always, the theme music for the A to Z Horrorcast is coming your way from space. That is space without the A. That link's down there in the description below. Check out all their other tracks. Next week, we are coming back to the movie side of things. We're looking at Mark's movie that he stole right out from under me as we continue our October theme, heading up to Halloween. And we're looking at Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, right before Halloween actually drops. So, until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Look, if I drop a few grand on like a nice ass gorilla costume, I'm not put I'm not mothballing that thing. I'm leaving it out on the guest bed.